This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Well, here we are. Friday... March the 1, March the 1st. We made it to March. I hate February. I'm so happy to get out of that stupid month. Hello, Rick. Oh, hello, David. I'm not sure the Knicks, uh, Knicks didn't care for February either. So no. I'm glad we're out of it. I- I'm, glad, I'm glad that we didn't suffer any catastrophic injuries last night. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. But, but we have the morning roast today. We do, yeah. And I, I believe we're going to try to get Jordan Renata on to give us the latest on the Giants. And he is in Indianapolis. That's exciting. I got a photo last night of Jordan Redon with someone from the station. Is in Indy. Jake asked how, how do you know that? Because it's my job to know everything. No, no. How, how do you know that? I thought this was going to you know, buy us a couple minutes, and I didn't have all that much to say. We could play a guessing game. And you, you took, you, right behind the woodshed, you took me. Right behind the woodshed. How I got, now one? I got nothing. How about this one? What? Not only is the ass man in Indy. Yeah. Okay. Assman, I guess, last night at dinner had the waitress walk over to Mike McDaniel's table and say, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. How, how, do, how did you learn of this? Uh, I, so I basically, I, I dangle a small baby carrot. You, like jaws out of the water to chum, jump up and snatch my carrot and then leave... A full swordfish back. Yeah. That's what I did. I, I mean, because my, my story, really, not all that titillating. It's like, Jordan Renan was with who? Jake Assman. Yep. Wh- whatever. I thought it would be a nice conversation piece. We start with the Knicks. We get into the, the morning roast. All that kind of great stuff. Plays of the week. You take it. You squash mine. And you come with... He had the waitress go over and say J-E-T-S to Mike McDaniel. Now, a couple things. Firstly, bad job by the waitress. And I'll tell you why. She she knows what's going on there. She knows it's the combine. You don't want to mess around like that. Secondly, my take would be that if anyone would be really cool about it, it would be Mike McDaniel. And that's what he said. Sorry, Jets fans. Mike McDaniel, really good dude. Which we all saw, though. I mean, anyone oh, that he, watched did he, the... Did he tweet this and you just saw the same thing five million people saw? Uh, that's maybe where I saw it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Oh, you gave me the tiny little baby carrot, and I came up and I chopped it up. Now, I will tell you this. I don't give the baby carrot. We don't get that. Uh, probably not. You're, you're not looking at <laughs> Did you see what Jake Assman did? I would not have led with that, no. Exactly. So, no, and that's why we with- are dynamic. I would have led with what we were talking about with Raymond, who, again, just takes shots. Why is everyone taking shots at me now? Hang Everybody. on a second. What, what have I done to take a shot at you at not all? You. Not, not a, so you. Raymond. So you, well, I, I would think I'm part of everybody. Well, no, because me, me and you are different. I mean everyone else. 
Raymond, having a nice conversation before the show, just uh, chopping it up. How's, about it the a shot? How's what I said a shot at you? Oh, what's the name you mentioned? Okay, well, there's well, two yeah. there's two names that that come to mind. Well, why when you talk can't about we name category. who we mentioned? Why why we're talking about Chop Robinson mm-hmm. from from Penn State, and Raymond, of course, has to put cold water on that. And then he goes, you know who he's going to be like the next Vernon Golston. Thanks. And then all hell broke loose. I didn't on the say he. I didn't say he's going to be the next Vernon Golston. I said that the you know putting too much into the combine is how you end up with Vernon Golston. Uh, the, right. the, the, there's two names that come to mind when you talk about like super combines, and and it's literally nothing else, and they end up Mike Mamula. Mike Mamula is the yeah. other one. Yes, Great. yeah. So Sweet. I I I I could, I could go to the more recent one in Vernon Golston. I can go back to the '90s with Mike Mamula. Which one would you prefer? Great. No, well, why right. you have to go right there? Right, yeah, there, right there. You know, you know that was going to upset him. Yeah. Dave doesn't mention paternity tests. The first name out of my mouth is Jerry Jones. Is it? No. No. Jerry's got problems. No. Well, we had our big well, paternity a, test well, conversation here. pre-show. You didn't mention Jerry <laughs> well, Jones. Here's the thing. I know what Jerry Jones is all about, unfortunately. And 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 this bit of news does not upset me. Apparently, I I, I didn't think the Vernon Golston news would upset you. It's not really news anymore. Happened years ago. I no, thought you'd no, be over. No, it. he's right, and I'll tell you why. And recognize, Rick, that I'm defending you here. These okay. things they never go away. Never. They they never. Come on, you should know this, Ray. Ray, what were we talking about the other day? We we're talking about something. It was a Cowboys game from like 30 years ago. You're like, I remember. It still haunts. Me. Oh, it yeah, was it was the, it was it was the Giants, Giants Cowboys game in 07. And, and you knew that. No, but you knew that. No, I actually forgot now. And <laughs> now fa- I remember. You were if I remember if I remembered. Now. If I remembered, you don't think that I would have said it right off the bat? You were you pretending. I, that you were pretending to be ignorant just now. No. I was not. I forgot for a moment, and then I remembered. And so, so I said, you know, that game, you know, I know, it still kills me. So why should you be allowed to feel pain from 17 years ago, but Rick can't feel pain from 17 years ago? Because I'm talking ago. about an actual game. Like, Vernon Golston, like, that's a player you should, you should be done with. You've, they you've drafted had, him you've in had, the top 10. You've, you've had other picks since then. You've had other good passes. You've played rushers. other games since then. You've won other games since then. You've won playoff games since then. Have you seen who we picked with the number with, with the second pick and how that's worked out, Raymond? Ray, they took Sam Darnold, they took Zach Wilson, they've taken Vernon Golston, they've taken, I mean, Mike Haight. You, you said they took Blair Thomas. Ray, what are you doing? Why would you do this to him? You've taken Sauce Gardner, though. You've, you've, uh, you've taken Garrett Wilson. Like, no, you've got no guys. organization can miss on every pick. Now you're the McCall Hartman of the show today. You had to come right at me. A show didn't even start. Right at me. All right. I get it. You might be my you might be my Friday roast. So you might be. And, and, and now you know sad. what, he, now you know what he's going to do. Now he's not going to talk. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. For me? No, for me. He, he, he's, he, I think he might be upset. Are you actually upset with your actions? <laughs> Come on, you know the answer to no, that the, question. You know, what? You know the answer to that question. And this question. is what he did last week. He goes, I don't care. It's too bad. And go away. That's, yeah. that's how he feels. I'm not going to tell you to go away. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go that far. I. You can call it lazy. You can call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is, I made a decision. You're gonna have to live with it. That that's what he did again. I, I don't feel as strongly about it as I did last week. If that makes you feel better, he took a, uh, a listen, giant listen, dump. Listen, right, right, a, a on, name, right on your head. A, a name came to mind. I I spit out the name, and and I'm sorry if that offended you. Oh, Raymond, that's okay. It's fine. Listen, let's get. I'm over it. Okay, I'm right. over it. Let's move forward. Do we, do we have to talk about the Knicks? Yeah, we have to. Well, they lost. Yeah, we have no choice. Um, I got to tell you, 
and and I know you're gonna you're gonna take this beautiful bright picture of well things are gonna be fine and as long as they're healthy in the playoffs and that that could be true. I'm I'm very upset right now because you know why? All their hard work, all their effort, all their they're a game out of the two seed. They're gonna get a bye. They're gonna have home court for one round, maybe two. It's all slipping away, and it's all slipping away. No fault of their own. I'm so upset about this right now. Yeah, they just don't have enough right now. No. No, they don't. I mean, that's what? They've lost seven of the last ten. They were four and eight in February, and you're right. That's the I don't even it's I don't even know the word to use to describe it. Sad, I guess. I mean with how good I mean how good they were, how great January was, to all of a sudden now have it have it ripped away, and you can start to see the frustration. I mean, listen to some of the guys after the game. Like just trying to settle themselves once we get healthy, we'll be fine. And at least we had some optimistic news as far as you know timetable for OG and Julius. I saw some video of Julius before the game that was that he looked pretty good, was using his right arm. So that's I mean that's all promising stuff. But in the meantime, right now, it's just I mean you got Josh Hart playing forty seven freaking minutes. I, what, what what are we doing? I mean I I get it and I want to win too. But what are we doing? Forty seven minutes. Forty seven minutes. You got Hartenstein who's not himself. I mean he's he, he's clearly limited. Um. I mean, Boyan and Alec Burks. I mean, Boyan did make a shot last night. Alec Burks has been, they've both been kind of... Bad? Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, when Dante goes, you know, two for 12 from three, you're going to have a hard time winning games just because they, I mean, it has to, it can't be just Jalen Brunson, which it is right now. And Dante's been good, but when Dante has a bad night, who else is going to step up? Who else can step up? Who can give you the, you know, that extra scoring? And right now, they don't have it. So you got... Dante has a bad night shooting. <laughs> Boyan doesn't make a shot. I mean, it's going to be tough sledding against the Golden State team now that's kind of, they're starting to figure it out. Uh, Kaminga's a problem. I mean, that's He's their terrific. Seventh, that's their seventh straight road win. doesn't help that the officiating of the game stunk. If the first half of that game was an embarrassment. You know what, but come on. You're no, not going to blame an, the loss on officiating. No, I'm not, but it pissed me off. Like, Kaminga lowers his shoulder and hammers Jalen Brunson, and no, we had nothing. Chris Paul at the end of the third quarter. Right, shoulder right to Jalen Brunson's face. The right. and you could see that Brunson was not happy about that. Oh, he wouldn't let him help him up. Chris Paul, see, Chris Paul knew what he was doing. Draymond right off Dante's face. I mean, it's just like insult to injury now. And I mean, this is this has been tough sledding, man. It really has been. It, and then when you look at their schedule, look at their schedule now. Well, I, I I just pulled it up for this. So so you go to Cleveland on Sunday. You, there's no way you're going to win that game. <laughs> I mean, hard, hard ar- argue with me. How, no, how, are, how are they going to possibly like to. win that game? I can't. And then it's one of those games, like Detroit games, where if you don't win it, see, it, this is so distressing to me because they did everything and they got themselves in the exact position and it is all right before your eyes and you see it happening and you know it's going to happen and there's nothing you can do. It's all slipping away. So then you're home to Atlanta, which is a game you sure need to win. No, you have to. That is, a, that is a must, must, must win game. Because then it's home to Orlando, which they've had your number when you're healthy. Two in a row home to Philadelphia. And then you go on the road for at Portland, which is very winnable. At the Kings, at the Warriors, at the Nuggets, which are really tough. Right. And then we're to March 23rd. But this, this next stretch is not easy. And you're not in great shape now. No, I mean, there's one game of those, uh, which just give me five games. Uh, no, more than that. No, no. Before the before the West Coast, what the five, the next five, or what? The, the you next gave me two. Five. You gave me two Sixers. You gave me a Cleveland. You gave me Atlanta and Orlando. And Orlando. And Orlando. And Orlando. And Orlando. So those five. Yes. Yes. I mean, of those five, you got one 
that you point to and say, okay, you have to Atlanta's game, you have to win. And right. then I guess but you I hope I can't go one and four. No, and then you hope maybe I mean you get some help from the city here with that kind of weird scheduling where it's it's Sixers back to back at home with a day in between. Maybe you get a little help from New York City on that next one. Well, as long, as long as Embiid is not back, those are still very winnable games too. No, I I get it, but I mean right now this team is just it's oh I I know. Like, what would this team be? Just if, this if team. this was your team for the regular season, yeah. Oh, you'd if be a twenty-seven win team. Like, if this was just your team, I mean, that's the scary part of this whole thing. It sounds like it's it's going to be at least a couple of weeks before these guys are back, right? And, and we talk about time, treading water. How 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 are you going to tread water? Well, you haven't, right? I mean, you're you're four and eight in February. You you do realize right now that they are they are one game in the loss out of eighth place. Yeah. Right now, Miami's a game and a half behind them. All right, so the, so the, the, the ship has sailed with the first three. Boston, Cleveland, Milwaukee, you're not catching them. They're gone. You'll never see them again. Your same amount of losses as Philly, one ahead of Orlando, Indiana, and Miami. Yeah, the, I mean, the hope is that... Huh, the hope is is that those guys get back as soon as humanly possible. But, the, and but then, you know they're not coming back for at least two weeks. Right, and then as soon as they come back, you just start cooking again. But I mean, you don't think it. it's going to take them time to, to get rolling along? Yeah, I'm sure it will, but, I mean, just having those guys back. I mean, you're asking guys right now to do things that they're just not capable of doing. That's right. That's the hard part. It's like you'd like to be, yeah, you'd like to be mad or angry, but it's just like you're asking guys to do things that they're just not, they're not able to do. I mean, I guess you could point to, I mean, Alec Burks has been a disappointment. Um, you expected more from those two, just with how the moves have, I mean, how the moves have recently worked out, right? Like Josh Hart gets traded instantly, boom, like instant success. OG, same thing. You bring these guys over and hasn't hasn't worked out nearly as well. No, it, it's very upsetting. Um, from superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, so here we are. Here we are. You know, it's like you, you, can't, you just can't have nice things if you're a Knicks fan. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing how quickly this has gone from, you know, staring the two seed right in the face, 14-2 and two in January, to now where, I mean, you just mentioned it. You're, I mean... You're a loss. I mean, you're a game and a half out of eighth. Well, let's do it. Let's do it again. RJ did it on Tuesday. I was so wrong. Let's do it again right now. Call him Mary Trash. Ugh. Four five. Four five. Six. Five, I, I, five I six playing. No, it was it no, was, it was it top four. It was top, top four. Top five, four. Five, five six, six playing. playing. I'd say right now you probably have to marry the playing. Yeah. And that was Tuesday. So in, in three days, we've gone. I, I, I was top four. You were 5'6", right? I was 5'6", yeah. And now we're both without even a lot of thought saying this is, this is playing. Well, I mean, listen, Miami's playing, Miami's playing really good basketball. Indiana's a good team. You, I mean, you struggle with Orlando anyway. And when you look at this upcoming stretch with potentially no OG and no Julius Randle, I mean, that's not, but not potentially. You're not going to have those guys for at least two weeks. So give me the games the next two weeks. Next two weeks. Give me two weeks. At the Cavs. Yep. Home to the Hawks. That's a win. It's got to be. Home to the Magic. Okay. 
two to the to the seventy sixers at home. That's, okay, so that's five. five. Okay. At the Blazers. So, so six. That's, the, that's six. We get the next two weeks. We yep. get six games. And then that's if they come back in two weeks. If they don't, then it's at Kings, at Warriors, at Nuggets. With if you had those guys, aren't three games that you like? Well, they'll for sure be on that road. They'll be on that road trip. I would guess. I hope so. So you got to go. You got to try to go. Th- you know, five hundred. You got to try to win that game. You got to win that game against Atlanta. You got to split against the Sixers, and you got to win that game against uh, that Orlando. last game, like, uh, or, 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 or Portland. Listen, or Portland. there are some winnable games there. It's not murderous row. It's just at Cleveland is is another loss you imagine, and then it's the Hawks has to be a win, and then you have to go. Yeah, have to either win at Portland or split against Philly and beat Orlando. With some combination of two and two. And then you're three and three. You, you've treaded water, and now we'll see where we are. Yeah, the problem with this whole thing has been, though, is that it, because, because you're so desperate to try to win, which they should be, is you're beating the hell out of these guys. That's Josh right. Hart is playing 47, 47. minutes. A four, I mean, the game wasn't close enough for him to need to play 47 minutes last night. Well, they kept, I mean... They end up. They had a bad start to the third quarter. Late in that third quarter, they kind of they had a thirteen two run, so they kind of kept it close. And then it's just, but he's so he does everything though, man. He it's does, hard. I, I, it's not that I don't like him. I just I think you have to think about the big picture more than just we need him for forty seven minutes tonight. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight-corner pizza with code Eight Save. That's the number eight S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get five dollars off with code Eight Save. That's the number eight S A V E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Raymond missed his lot in life. You know what he should do? Wow. Um, fight, fight big corporations. No, he should, he should be like a member of the CIA. Why? Because he's a vault. Oh, you, you can't break him. You, you can't. You can't drag anything out of him. No. No, he's stubborn, man. I said, "What do you got this weekend?" Stuff to catch up on. RJ says, "If we were in better standing, he would let us know what that stuff actually was." 
What if we bring someone? What if we hire someone to come in studio and torture him, torture the nuggets out of him? Like, like what? I don't know. We'll get, I mean, we ask him questions, and then we have someone that, like, we connect him to, like, maybe we put some, like, like uh, shockers on his nipples or something, and if he... What? We, we, we nipple shock him until he gives us... I don't... I, but I don't... Nipple pants? I, I don't... I don't want to do that, though. Well, I don't want to have to I don't do wanna it. To- I don't want to torture my friend. I don't want to have to do it, but I mean, there are a lot of things about it. It sounds like you want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. It sounds like it. Maybe we bring Vernon Golston in, and maybe he does it. I don't think Vernon Golston's going to get very far. <laughs> maybe we have he him not He wouldn't get around bit. the security guard downstairs. I'll get him right in. You, you'll use him as your plus one? That wasn't very nice what you just said. I, I just all, the, just all the guard would have to do is just plant his feet and get the hands up. Yeah, It'll be it's, fine. It's, it's a fair point. Guys are the worst. Don't blame me. You know I'm struggling. Because this guy's like a CIA operative. Don't blame me. We'll get to him at some point. I could be amazing. A guy won't share anything. Nothing. Ray, can you give us something? Ray, what'd you have for dinner last night? Nope. Not what you had for dinner. I was at the garden last night. So what'd you have for dinner? So what'd you have, a hot dog? That was a nice ribeye sandwich, actually. Nice. Sounds delicious. I I had a weird moment last night with speaking of someone having for dinner. So uh, okay. Ben had a rec basketball game. Nice. And yeah, I don't I don't coach anymore because they wanted a kid to coach. So it's like you know more kid produced. So fine because well, you, you swear at the players. Yeah, whatever. So uh, I'm on the side, and the referee comes over. Hey, how's it going? Great. Uh, I said, what's what's going on? Well, and he starts listing off all the things he had for dinner. He's like, I had a I had a butternut butternut squash and a pork <laughs> chop, and I, I, I found out, I was like, listen. I don't care. And he's like, what? I was like, why Why do I care what you had for dinner? And he was like, what? <laughs> like, he was so taken aback. I mean, why, why did he, did you ask him, did you say hi? Why, why would he tell you what well, he no, had for I mean, I said hi. I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, I mean, it's a friendly rec game. I was like, what, what's going on? And then, you know, later I, I was like, do you not know the rule for over and back? It kind of got to that point. But, um, yeah, and he's like, uh, he's like, I had a, a very light butternut squash, and then I had a pork chop, and I was like, why are you? I said, I was like, why are you telling me this? What's the definition of a heavy butternut squash? I think a, a, a heavy cream would would be my guess. <laughs> oh my god, this show, yeah, it's too much. I think maybe you look like a good listener. Maybe he's like, oh, this guy looks like he's a good listener. Well, he he came to the wrong the wrong guy, pal. Maybe you know what he thought. Guy talks for four hours on the radio every single day. I don't maybe think he, he knew who I was. Maybe he just wants to listen. I don't think he knew who I was. I got the phone lines lit up. I got bananas thrown in my face. My thing is now called RJ. <laughs> Something's got to give. <laughs> That's got to be plays, though. That's going to make plays of the week. Well, you never know. Of course it is. That's why you, you stay tuned till 9.53, because you never know. <laughs> I, I don't. I still don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. What? Why the referee would just tell you what he ate. He was getting into everything. That makes no sense. He's like, he's like, and I thought, I thought about having a, uh, a like, uh, he, and he said, heating up a creme brulee for dessert, as if he has frozen creme brulees on the ready. He's like, but I decided maybe after I do the two games tonight, maybe I'll get some ice cream. I was like, what is happening here? Wow. I mean, would you ever, would you ever tell anybody if if I if I was out, if I went out to dinner with a friend last week, I came home. Sherry's like, did you have a nice time? I didn't start listing off the entire meal of what I had. Who cares? And this guy's like the polar opposite of Raymond. Exactly. He shares too much. He, he was the anti-Raymond. And I tell you what, I think there's a pretty good chance Raymond better referee than this guy, too. Uh, probably.
Yeah, this. Guy, I think this, Raymond would take it real serious. This guy was terrible. Dude, did I tell you this? I didn't tell you guys this yet. I was going to tell you before the show. It was just like some random nugget I saw yesterday because I guess there's some. Uh, I guess the Chiefs are looking for people to pay more taxes to help them. Uh, they want a new stadium. Well, to to yeah, to not not a new stadium, but to update the stadium. Okay. So, the Kansas City Chiefs were originally bought by the Hunt family for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. In twenty twenty, they were valued at just over two billion dollars. And that's before winning how many Super Bowls since then? So in three years. Yeah. Four point three billion now. So it's gone up two billion in three years, and they're asking people to pay more taxes to help them. It, it's fix their. Well, stadium. the only thing I'll say, and it, it is gross, and I agree with you, but it that four point three. It's not like it's liquid money that you have to to spend. Like if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. No, but I'm I'm pretty sure that with the I mean with the TV deal and everything else that they're doing pretty good. Can I be honest? Can we take a step back? Can we? Yeah. Can I give you like? And this is sincere. It really is gross. Like kind it, of. It, like it, it, the fact that there are, are homeless people that you walk past every day, the fact that there are so many people in need of any kind of break and any kind of money, and there's a thought that they're going to raise taxes to help the Chiefs update their stadium, it really is gross. It's it's yeah, gross. It, and guess what? They'll probably, I mean, they'll probably agree to it. And they'll they fix probably the will. And- Great. Um, let, let's get to the, the Knicks calls. People are, I imagine, upset. Let's well, go to Dave, Carl. i got to tell you. What? Let's, let's be honest. I mean, you know how much those, I mean, to replace stools to real, to real chairs, that's a big-time expense. For, that's, uh, that's, it's a valid point. You know? It's a, it's a valid point. Carl in Queens. Good morning, Carl. How you doing, buddy? Dave, Rick, RJ, Ray. What's good, boys? Uh, just to, um, uh, Rick said it, but the refs, the refs suck, Okay. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to harp on this too long. I know it's annoying, but that when when you mentioned it, Rick, when um uh, uh Kaminga lowered his shoulder into JB, you know what they do? They don't just make the call. They don't get the call wrong. They try to fix it by calling a BS charge for us a minute later. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. And you know, we we complain to the refs a lot, but them Villanova boys are not stupid. They're they know ball. They're they're complaining for a reason, and. Uh, Dave, you brought up the play-in. No, please, no. Can can we? I, can I mean, Carl, I don't, I don't want it. It's not what I'm looking I'm forward still, to. I'm still Talk high me out of it, January, Carl. January, Dave, please stop. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't understand. And Steph Curry, Steph Curry, every time he comes in the garden, he just annihilates us. Why? I, I, I don't even know. Well, it's not, it's the, come on, Carl. It's not like Steph Curry is, is great at the Garden nowhere else. No, the guy's I one of the know, great players in the history it, of the game. He was in a bit of a, I think what Carl means, he was a bit of a shooting slump before he got uh, got to us last night. Yeah, he was. He, he was shooting like 20% in two games. But uh, I just – I know Steph Curry is Steph Curry. But also I wanted to say, Precious Achua, I, I – <laughs> I cannot watch him play offense, guys. I, uh, you know I, what, Carl, I know. you're annoying me today. I, I got to be done with this. No, no, no. I know. You know what? The guy has done so much for you. He was he was a throw well, in a trade. No, you didn't even yes, know who he yes, was. No, stop it. Can I just this say call, one no, last thing? this call is annoying me to the nth degree. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm serious. You're annoying he's stuck, me. He's stuck, you're then, then you know what? Then then go away. Then go yeah, back Carl, to bed. Go him. back with your little floozy, Carl. How about uh, that? Huh? Spend time with her. That little troll. Go, go be with her. Damn floozy. She's a flu- she's a floozy. You don't her. know what you're doing. All right, she's here. She's gone. Excited. She's back. You don't know what's going on. You you know what? I roast you right now. Get rid of Carl. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Done with him. <laughs> I haven't heard the word floozy 
and and maybe it and maybe thirty years, and you've used it probably a hundred times in the Atlanta That's Lakers. right. Well, you know what? If the floozy fits, <laughs> I mean, I'm the officiant. You got you got murdered in the game last night. <laughs> you got run out of the building in the game last night. You cut it to four one time. Other than that, you never had a lead. It was a, a blowout. Oh, and we're going to sit here and blame the officiating, and then and then he has the gall. To go after Precious Achua, who's been a godsend? I will say in defense of Carl, though, I was listening to this. Oh, here we, here we go. No, no, not about, uh, not about Precious. Uh, just the officiating in general with the NBA. It's, a, it's, it's terrible. It's a real problem, yeah. It, it, it is terrible. All right, I, I, got, I got a towel off here. I'm a, a little <laughs> overheated. I didn't realize that was going to happen Archie, so quickly. Archie, did you, did you see how animated he just got? I heard how animated he got. <laughs> he, was, he was like doing these like things at the microphone. <laughs> She's, she's here, and she's there, and she's a floozy. <laughs> Go back to your floozy. Oh, my God. How you're not on television. If you were on TV, yeah. you'd, be a, you'd, have a t- you'd have your own TV show by now. I'm passionate by nature. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Fire it up. This, this is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Is the morning roast. All right. Rick, what's the number you call for the morning roast? Uh, it's 1-800-919-3776, David. That's right. And if you have something that you'd like to roast that you're upset about, that has annoyed you over the course of the week, call us at that number. And we will bring you on air. And you will roast away, and I promise you will feel better about it than you do right now. Uh, All right, now, I have a couple of emails let me read. Um, This is coming from uh, Jimmy523. He says, simple, I want to roast every single TV executive for not having this show on television. It is an absolute travesty. And I think he's right. I think it's a real missed opportunity for people. Um, Rabin Chowdhury. I'd like to roast Dan Grassa. He's annoying. He's unbearable. Whenever one of you guys are out, I have to skim the podcast because his voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. He doesn't know how to stop talking and let people with actual talent carry the show. In summary, Dan sucks bleep. Cold beer, big toe, yeehaw. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't feel my toes. Yeah, there you go. Talks That's, a lot about toes. Yeah, he has a foot fetish. Maybe I might as well be Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo. I still, I still can't believe you went with the Pistorius. That, I mean, that's wild. Um, oh, me. What's French kidney, what can we help you with today? What is going on with you? Sacre <laughs> bleu. It's like Frank Caliendo. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Um, this comes from Karagoki. Okay. And this is a serious one. I think you'll be the best to comment on this. I'm a huge fan of the show. I talk so much about you guys, and now my husband and 13-year-old daughter are fans as well. Which brings me to my roast. So I'd love to call in, but I'm typically with my students then. My daughter plays on a co-ed 14U ice hockey team, and I'm sick of the boys on the other teams going after... Quote, the girl. Late hits when the ref's not looking. Name calling on the ice and while in the box. Hair pulling, basically targeting her in any way possible. Even worse with the coaches 
and parents that believe, quote, girls shouldn't be playing hockey. Girls should be welcomed and encouraged to play Be Better. It's a good roast, and it's an accurate roast. It's a great roast. I got to tell you, we played in this tournament in Boston when I took that when I was gone for the week. There were a couple there were a couple girls on one of the teams that we played that were A, some of the best players on the ice, and B, the toughest, the toughest two on the ice. They were like our our, our boys on our team were like were afraid to go try to get pucks with them. It was unbelievable to watch. Loved every second of it. I think it's so gross that there's a 13-year-old girl that just wants to play hockey and and and, and adults like, I even understand the kids, but adults are making it harder for her. Well, come on, Dave. Let's not pretend like you haven't been a part of this your entire life with your, your kids playing sports. Yeah, but there's a, there's a line. And I think right, you go up line, to the line, you don't cross it. How many people How many people have you been to or got, like played games against where there, there's how many parents that have no idea where that line is? A, a, a lot of them. You know what the thing is? I would say most parents actually do. But for the the ones that don't, they ruin it for everybody. Right. It's the vocal minority, but it's like, oh, little Jimmy's the best. He can't get embarrassed by a girl. That's well, right. Let me yeah. let you know, L- little Jimmy's not good. Like, little Jimmy should probably sell his hockey equipment because he stinks. Yeah, but parents can't. They can't see. It's amazing. If these parents were GMs of, of like, a, an actual team, they would get fired immediately because they, when their kids get involved, they have no idea. Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony, morning roast away. Hello, David. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Richard. Hello, Tony. Hello. Big, big shout out to the company and Jace. So, uh, listen, I'm I'm jumping on your back from from last week, Dave. Um, so I uh, I did a uh, baseball tournament this past weekend um, indoors, four fields, um, eight year olds and nine year olds. Now, when you say and you did, Rick, you, had... you you umpired it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so, Rick, we spoke about this when we were walking to the stadium on June 1 when I said, you know, when when your your kids get to a certain age, the, the parents become a little much. So I'm doing a game on my field, you know, all going well. I turn over to the other field for a second in between innings. I see uh, a third base coach sprinting onto the field while the ball is in play, screaming at the umpire, freaking out. Mind you, this is an 8U baseball tournament with with some 9-year-old teams. This is ridiculous. This is getting out of hand. These people have to relax. I I don't know I, I don't know what what we're going to get to, but I feel like we're going to get to a point where parents are just not going to be allowed at these tournaments because of, you know, X Y and Z and, well, and you know, trying to coach from the sidelines. It's 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 embarrassing and it's, it's not disgusting just parents, and it needs though, to stop. It's the it's coaches too. It's not just the parents; it's the coaches too. Oh, it's it's all of it. it it's and he's one hundred percent right. But I don't know if you've seen this because you're not in the high school level yet with with your kids. They don't have enough officials for the high school level because they don't want to be badgered the way they are. No, yeah, it's not worth their time. I'll tell you what, though, too, dude. I, like we've had games where like two coaches from the other team get kicked out. We've had like I've seen a we've had a game where we beat a team. And like so, like kids bring their water bottles, but they're—I mean—they're eight, nine-year-old kids, right? right? They bring their extra sticks. So I'll grab, you know, I'll put the water bottles out. I'll grab the sticks, shake hands, and you walk off the ice, right? We, we beat the team. The coach takes all the kids' sticks and just throws, just throws them on the ice. I mean, pick you up your own sticks. Well, I, I told you the story this this summer, right? When Alex was at a tournament, maybe it was 
Yeah, I think it was maybe it was the fall. He's at a Long Island tournament at Nassau Community College. We played this other team. It's 9-9 in the fourth quarter. Great game. And the other coach of the other team got a penalty for running onto the field and, and verbally accosting the referee. He said, if you give me this penalty, I will take my team. And they left the tournament. That's unbelievable. And they couldn't finish the game. I, 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 I can't even believe it. Right, and you don't even like they, that coach probably doesn't even realize the the impact, the, the long lasting effect that had on the, the kids on his team. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Let's go to, um, let's go to. You know what? He's back, and that's fine. And I'll go toe to toe with this guy if he wants. Carlin Queens, Carl, you're on. Rick, are you are you there, Rick? Carl, go get him, Carl. Get him. Rick. I, I have two roasts. First of all, I think I'm stealing the thunder from the first guy. Why aren't y'all on TV? Give me a phone number, an email, because I, I wish I saw Dave react to me the way he did. And my second roast is to Dave and Schematicus, whatever the guy's name is, both of them going at me. Rick is the one who brought up the refs, okay? And um, I and then the next caller you bring up is Omar, and you say, I'm the bad call? David, David, come on, please. All right, firstly... I, I, you know I love you. You know how the, the relationship I feel. Do you? Oh, absolutely. No, you're a floozy. You're, no, a, you're floozy. a floozy, and your girlfriend's a floozy. No, you are. All right? Rick, She's a little Rick, floozy. She's showing leg. You bring her home. She leaves Rick. at 6 in the morning. No, it's the walk of shame. Name? You are encouraging the walk of shame. She's a floozy. Your, your wife. Your wife. Don't you dare talk ass. about my wife, you animal. At least I you have the you know what to go out and get a woman. I'm scared. I don't know how to deal with her. No, you're pathetic. All right? I hate you. Goodbye. Goodbye. You said you loved them. Well, now I don't love them anymore. <laughs> wow. 52 seconds ago, you began the conversation by saying, you know I love you. Yeah, well, you know what? That went away very quickly. I hate you, he says. He said, and you know your wife. How dare you? <laughs> You've attacked him. How dare you his go girlfriend. my wife? You've, That's you not his promote, girlfriend. You promote the walk of shame. Wow. <laughs> She's showing a little leg. <laughs> Wow, I got so many things. I don't even realize what I'm saying. There's, there's a lot wrong with you. There's a lot. She's showing leg. Yeah, I don't even think you know. I don't even think you know. What yeah, I don't even realize what I'm saying. Okay, when when the when the trigger is triggered, yeah, there's no stopping you. No, you, you can't. It can't be helped. No. All right. How about this? How about I calm us down? I'll oh. do. How about I do my roast? Oh, uh, you want to lead off, huh? Yeah, I'll lead off. All right. All right. I don't know if anyone else has this roast. It might be a popular roast today. Uh, college football playoff. We haven't even seen. We have not even seen the 12, the 12 team playoff yet. 12 team playoff. Five highest ranked conference champions get automatic bids. Seven highest ranked teams. They fill out the 12. Top four teams get the buys. That's 12. We haven't seen it yet. There's already talk of 14, potentially 16 team playoff. If anyone's wondering, well, how would that fourteen how would that fourteen team playoff work, Dave? I'll tell you how it worked. The SEC, their champ, and the next two highest ranked teams in the SEC get bids. Big Ten champ and the next two highest ranked teams get bids. ACC conference champ, next highest ranked team, just one. Big Twelve conference champ and the next highest ranked team. The group of fives highest ranked conference champion. So what we're saying here is, is that, and then the, the three bids will go to the highest ranked teams still available. What's, what my problem with the 14-team playoff is, is this. 
okay, is that you'll get six, six teams that will get automatic bids, and it doesn't matter where they're ranked. Doesn't matter. So the next two highest, just assume it doesn't matter where they're ranked, though. So the SEC champion and then the next two in the SEC, they get bids. Same thing with the Big Ten. Doesn't matter where they're ranked. We haven't even seen the 12 team yet. And we're already talking about 14 or 16. It's a good roast, and it's so on point. It is because the NCAA is, it's ridiculous. I I don't want to see 16 teams. Uh, Can we see what the 12 looks like first? Right. A 12 is going to be more than enough, by the way. More than enough. By the way, you're listening to DNR, 9870 SPNW EPN FM in New York. Uh, I'm going to go next because I might not be the only one that has this roast because it's so outlandish. Now, I want it to be understood that before I go here, I do have a real affection for this person. But sometimes you have to put personal feelings aside and, and speak honestly. And I will do that now. John Winthrop is a great man. He really is. I think he's a really good dad with all his children running around. I think he's a great husband. I think he's a, let me say this for the record, a great football fan. But he went personal. And for him to have the audacity to even utter the words that he loves football more than I love football is one of the great faux pas in the history of the world. John, you love football, and I have no doubt about it. Did you dedicate a room of seven TVs because you were concerned how the Sunday ticket would work? No, you did not. Did you subscribe to YouTube TV to watch all the games? No, because, John, the red zone works for you. And I, I don't care if you've taken out loans like me or, you know, done wild, horrible things. I don't care about that. If you've broken wife's computers or, or, or it's inscribed in your wedding ring that how much you love football, if there were vows at the wedding, no. You decided as this year started, you were satisfied with the red zone. And, Your Honor, I rest my case right there. If you truly love football the way you claim to love football, you'd need to see it in between the 20s. You know what it's like that that commercial I used to have? <laughs> like, I'm DirecTV, Dave, and yeah. I'm not. John, you're Red Zone football fan. I'm in between the 20s and the Red Zone football fan. And for that, you, my friend, have just been roasted. <laughs> Might be one of your best roasts ever. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, on the heels of that, let's go to Stephen Montville. Steve, you're on the morning roast. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, it seems like piling on a little bit now. No, but... you, know, you, know, you know what? If the shoe fits, Steve, if the shoe fits. I, I would also like to roast Winthrop, not for just this performance this past couple of days, but last week. In my job, when somebody takes off, you can't have five people take off. You can't have Graza in the morning and then Greeny and playing golf and then Han not around. And by the way, Han and Ricky on, on vacation at the same time. I don't know, Dave. You might, might be a little nervous. Uh, I'm not the jealous then, type. It's fine. But then he follows it up with his world tour yesterday trying to, trying to like pump out his chest when it's not even close. I, I still think it's not even close. I mean, yeah, he's a good football fan, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He didn't say YouTube. I mean, come on. That's a joke. And to stick with everything else, yes, TV. Hey, 
try and keep you on FM radio, too. Does he have anything to do with any of that? Yeah, John. I mean, get, get with the, the program, Winthrop. Thank you. That's that's a nice roast. RJ, roast, you're up. Boy, I'm concerned with where we're at with our boss. No. I mean, he's the one that's bringing the heat on himself. You just roasted him. I'll do it again. It seems that way. Yeah. All righty. I'm actually surprised when you guys said this would be a popular one. I thought this was the direction you might be going in. I know where he's going. Because he's going, I, he's going baseball pants. No, I'm not. Oh. Where I am going, though, I, I think we're all a fan of this place. And it troubled me what they attempted to do and then cover it up this week. Wendy's. Oh, I, I heard about this. So Wendy's on their earnings call. Rolled out a plan. $20 million to replace all of their billboards and menu boards digitally. Makes sense, right? No, sure. The reason for it, though, and this is this is a this is a buzzword. You have to be careful with this. Surge pricing. They spun it because the backlash was horrifying. That they want to actually lessen the price during the middle of the day, when they're not as busy. Maybe after the lunch rush, before dinner. Because items in demand that need to go out the door. Hey, we're going to lower the price. That was not your intent. Surge pricing has only been used... I say surge pricing, you think Uber, Lyft, it's raining. Which is also criminal, by the way. Price just doubled for your Uber. No one's dropping the price, you crazy maniacs. So, to think that it needed the backlash, a place I love. I think we've actually cut Mary trashed Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's, and, and I'm on the record of marrying Wendy's. So you this real this hits home, very close to home for you, doesn't it? There's a Wendy's right down the block from me. Yeah, I frequent at times. You know what? We're not breaking up. We're taking a break, though. Oh no! You're taking a break. You can't raise the. I can't walk into Wendy's not knowing what kind of price I'm with. I'm, I'm gonna get a burger's gonna be four ninety nine, six ninety nine, three ninety nine. What is it's the like, stock it's market? Like Russian roulette. You can't do that. You can't do it. And then to try to spin it. Shame on you, Wendy's. Good job. Good roast. Well done. Uh, Jordan Renan is going to join us at 830, I'm finding out this oh, morning. Yeah. Nice. From Indianapolis. So he's got his, his, you know, nose on the ground there. I'm the conductor. He's finding out uh, all the... What? That wasn't nice. I, what do you mean? I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be the guy that says stuff like that. No, no he's like a... No, but funny. I didn't mean that. He's like a bloodhound. Oh, you meant that. Come That's on. Exactly yeah, you know, you, you, know you shut your mouth. I'll roast you in a second. I'll double roast if I have to. Why don't you tease the frenzy first, you animal? Why don't you shut your mouth? <laughs> How do you guys have that just so ready to go? Because Raymond is the best. They the really are. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, let's choo, go choo. to Justin in Jersey. I'm a little confused and a little titillated by this roast. Good morning, Justin. Go ahead. So I'm roasting the company, the company of Jace. Uh, and every single, I'm so sick of having to hear. Hey, shout out to the company or the company of Jace. Oh, we're fighting with each other, so we can't have the same. Enough. Enough. You guys are keyboard warriors, and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Every five seconds, you have to call to the company or call in and say, oh, I'm shout out to the company. These are Enough. great people, Justin. These are people that are oh, dedicated to the show. Well, I've gotten into it with, I've gotten into it with them before over Twitter, so I understand things. I get a little too... Culty. <laughs> they love Justin. They love the show. Who can blame them for loving the show? 
I love it. I love the show too. I love it too. So you want to be a member of the company? Single day. You no, would you I'm like good. to join I'm the company? Pay, I'm going to do my own company. How's that sound? Oh, you know what? I think you should. <laughs> well, we have multiple should. companies now. Maybe you have your own. Yeah, yeah might as well. You know, I'll make a third one. Why not? That's right. Yep. That's but then right. you become that which he hates. Well, how do you hate? Listen, they, I mean, they're protective of the show. They go back and forth on Twitter, but they're, I mean, they're all great people. We get to see them all at all our events. Company of Jason's hooking us up with beautiful pickleball jerseys for this event. I mean, it's outside of Lonnie destroying my, my beautiful sweater with this giant scorpion necklace. I got nothing bad to say. Uh, J.K. Walton, email roast. This is for the ro- morning roast. He sent it the other day. Please save and release at the time of the roast. I want to roast whoever was the one who suspended the roast originally. Easily the best 15 to 20 minutes of radio each week since it's been back. I sure hope it was John Winnie the Pooh Winthorpe. He needs to be (laughs) roasted to a crisp with his lame bleep takes. No way is he as big a football fan as Dave, who is, in fact, the Giants. Also, the show is at its best when the boys flow in and out with their brilliant sports talk. My favorite times are the improv when it's dead Sports-wise, best content ever. Go put on a tight sweater, you jerk. You're the most hated at 98.7 ESPN. All love, guys. P.S. Bring back the I'll sue you drop. First time, long time. Jared, I hate Winthorpe. It's a good roast. That's a real good roast. That's a, that's a beautiful I don't roast. recall. I don't recall this drop. Well, you. I mean, let's listen. It might come to you. Who knows? Yeah, Google it. I don't, I don't know. In you probably machine. have it in your in your in your vast weaponry of drops that you have. I've got so many, but I don't know which one this is. I'd I like to measure. I'd like to measure uh, Winthrop's uh, torso. Why? Well, because I don't think he purposely buys extra short sweaters. Maybe he just has a like a, a really long torso. Uh, you, so you think he's bought? So, so you think if a, if a normal sized person would put that sweater on, it would look fine. But because he has a an oddly shaped torso, that it looks yeah. it looks off. Right. I, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I can't. No, I don't think going... so. I think I think that it's more like he's probably a large and he's buying a medium. Okay. I, I think. I think. I hope that's not the case. But it is oddly ill fitting the way he wears his sweaters. Well, he, it's his belly button's almost hanging out. I know. I know. But you could be like RJ, who does not wear a T-shirt under a sweater, which I think is also odd. That's really weird. Yeah, but I've been shamed into changing my ways lately. Yeah, but you shouldn't fall for peer pressure. Yeah, I was shamed. But I, it's one of those things where that many people can't be wrong also, you know? Well, don't you get a little sweaty during the course of the day? No, because it's freezing in here. I mean, it's better now, but... Well, this is what happens when you have a you have a, a thermostat in the in the... But it's only for show. It's a show thermostat. (laughs) That's right. It's a prop. It's ridiculous. It came right from a Hollywood set, that thermostat. I think I think I really spoke out of school when I when I spilled that. Uh, let's go to Chris in the Bronx. Chris, you're on the morning roast. Hey, how you doing? Good morning, guys. So I have a roast against the Giants, man. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. It's with safe form. If the Giants look, I don't care if they was the number two pick. I don't care about any of that, to be honest. Because at the end of the day, He's been the offense for the last three years. He, I understand he's been injured and everything, but when he's on the field, he's productive. Let's get to it. So if they let him walk away on free agency and he goes somewhere else and kills, there are going to be so many upset Giant fans, and I'm going to be one of them. Okay? They need to figure it out, get everything situated. I think they need to uh, draft a receiver, get the offensive going, sign some linemen, 
and get it going because they can't let Saquon walk away. And if the Giants do, that would be the worst decision they can do. I yeah, don't but care. Chris, pay the man the money. Come Chris. on. Pay the man the money. The money went up $15 million, $30 million. Come on. There's yeah, no, no reason why a man like Saquon Barkley, that, that, that a man like Saquon uh, Barkley is freaking like honored and everything he does right and he still gets treated wrong. Come oh, on now. Stop, yeah, stop it. Every every running back is treated the same way. It's not like they treat Saquon in a certain way. I mean, Austin Eckler is now done. They're going to move on from Joe Mixon, it sounds like. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, maybe looking for a new team. Derrick Henry is gone. DeAndre Swift is gone. I mean, stop it. Every running back. I mean, you have an issue with the way that running backs are handled, not Saquon in particular. Right. Well, I understand the Saquon stuff as far as uh, being a leader and all that other stuff. But, uh, like, there's a real chance, yeah. If he if he goes to a different team, if it is Houston, he's going to be pretty damn good in Houston. And, and you know what? I tell you all the time that I hope when a guy leaves my team that he fails. I hope Saquon, if he were to leave my team, has nothing but success. He'd be one of the very few I, I would root for him. I would actually root more for Houston than I have if he were to wind up there. Well, that's because he wants to stay, and yeah. it wouldn't be his choice to leave. Now, in a perfect world, if he up and leaves and the Giants spend the money on something that's valuable and they become a better team because of it, maybe have a win-win. Yeah, but let's be honest with this whole thing. Saquon Barkley on Houston, compared to what Saquon Barkley would be on this team, Saquon Barkley's better in Houston than he is with the Giants. Well, of course he is. Their team is better. Well, their quarterback is better. Well, they're, everything is they're they're better than the Giants are. So so he'd be better there. Of course he would. Uh, Jared in Binghamton. Jared, you're on the morning roast. What's up, Dave? What's up, Rick? Um, this might sound a little bit weird, but I can't stand people that say happy birthday in group chat. There's two main reasons for this. The first one is that it's just not personal. You're saying happy birthday to me in front of ten other people. Like, why don't you just text me individually? Second, what if people in the group chat don't remember my birthday? You're just reminding them. It doesn't make sense to me, and I don't get why people do it. I, I think it's a thank good you. roast, and thank you for the roast. I think it's a good roast. I think I think if people now know who didn't know, I think that's a benefit to them. I don't think that's a negative. But I agree with you. Make it personal, right? You don't need to send a happy birthday group text. That's silly. Well, it's to the, it's to his benefit. To the, it's Listen. If I'm if I'm texting happy birthday in a group text and someone doesn't know it's to their benefit, but it's also better for the person whose birthday it is to know who who actually doesn't know it's his birthday. That's right. Now they birthday. learn and now they wish the happy birthday because they've been brought to that point by the original group texter. Uh, Raymond, why don't you follow that one up? Okay, well, um, it's fitting that he's talking about group texting because now I guess I've got the rep here of being the guy who attacks big companies and big names and. Oh, no. You're going after IBM today? IBM? Is that still a thing? Um, Oh, oh, no. No, maybe worse. Maybe worse. So you guys may have noticed of late, I've been a little less active in the group chat, which, you know, I painstakingly... It takes you like three hours to get back on the Well, I've I've painstakingly, you know, gone out of my way to make the group chat more comfortable for you guys because I'm not an Apple user, Uh right? And we've, we've been over this. Which, which, by the way, is embarrassing in its own well, right. Well, no, it's not embarrassing, and, and I don't... And if anything, where I'm going with this makes me feel stronger in my convictions. Oh, great. Um, so, I, I use a third-party app to get around the iMessage issue, something called Beeper. And it has worked great for me for the past few months. You guys notice I've been much more active. You've been happier. You've, you've been getting blue bubbles. It's been great. You, oh. you, everybody's been happy. It's not where I thought you were going. Go ahead. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, within the last month or so, uh, Apple, big company, went and put a stop to people using that app because, you know, Apple's model is to make people spend as much money as possible on new iPhones and iPads and iMacs. And if people who don't buy those devices are able to circumvent it, oh, well, that's not good for Apple. They can't make the money. So they shut down that app. But then they take it a step further. And they shut shut down your ability to use that app as a workaround. But also, that if you attach your email to it, they'll shut down your, your iCloud capabilities completely. Really? So you can't use iCloud at all. And again, it all goes back to Apple and their corporate greed because they want every every one of the, the lemmings out there to continue to buying their product and to use their 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 messenger. But Ray, Raymond, it's mm-hmm. a great product. It's not like we're asking you to use a product. But which is, but it's you know, not. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. Like everyone swears by iMessage, but it's not like it's not secure. It's outdated. It doesn't play well with other messengers, which literally is every other messenger uses more secure and more up to date stuff. It's just that Apple does not want to make that stuff available to people who are not on the platform, and it's just, and and for no other reason than their own corporate greed. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. So I'm roasting Apple. And I'm roasting anyone that that tries to shame me for not giving into that. And if anything, I feel stronger in my conviction for not doing so. And I apologize in advance, but I may may be much less frequent in the group chat going forward. Great. Great. Rick, can we we chip in some money to get him an iPhone, please? I won't use it. Yeah, but why? why can't you just use it separately? Like, you can still be the stinky droid guy, but why can't you have two phones? We pay for one, and then the other one is your, your, your whatever garbage you're working with. It, it, it feels like I would be giving in at this point, and I, and I don't no. like it. I don't like it. No, you're doing it for work. That's it. It's just a yeah. work phone. That's right. God. I think you're being he, silly with he's this. He's more st- uh, cuddle, marry, trash. Level of stubborn. Me, Ray, I don't know who else there would be. Or, I guess, or Rick. I don't, I don't know who's like... more hard-headed, Ray or little Ray, right now. Right now, I'd say, now, I, I'd I say Ray. Say, I would say Raymond is, is the most stubborn. Yeah. Ray, do you do you own your stubbornness? Like, do you love the fact that you're just that stubborn? I think I own it. Yeah. I think I've made that pretty clear. Uh, got another email. Phone lines are jammed, so I'm bringing my roast to the email. How on earth does John Winnie Windrow think he's a bigger football fan than Dave? We're talking about the same guy who took out a loan to go to the Super Bowl, said, quote, do you want to see the matter and taunted young Eagles fans by saying, quote, your mother. By the way, it's not a young Eagles fan. I think he was college-aged. I don't even need to hear the specific of John's fandom to know it dwe- dwells? I Would think that be right? Means, it probably means dwarfs. Dwarfs in comparison to Dave's. Warm regards, CL. Yeah, well, I mean... It- you could say young Eagles fan, though. I mean, you're 50. He's in college. Well, he went after me. Uh, younger. I, di- I didn't start it, but I'm going to finish it. Well, you're, I mean, you're gallivanting around campus with a Giants t-shirt on. You're asking so, for it. Well, why ask for nothing? The guy gave you the smoke, and then you're all up in his kitchen. That's right. You your give mother. me the smoke. I'll, I'll, you, know, you know what? You're going to need Fire Marshal Ed here in a minute. Your he's, mother. He's lucky you didn't attack him with. <laughs> you're an idiot. You're lucky you didn't, you didn't attack, get attacked with the, the super hands. Kid was in real danger. These hands are weapons. Are you a floozy? (laughs) Um, And there you have it. That's the morning roast. RJ, how would you feel about that roast? Thought that was nice. That was good, huh? We spanned nicely. We attacked our boss like seven times. (laughs) We took down Apple. 
Right. We probably could have attacked the sales department if we wanted to, too, but I kept that one in the chamber. What do you mean? Oh, oh, you, oh, you had your call yesterday after the show. Oh, that feels too real. Yeah, it's too real. <laughs> too, it's too soon. No, you're not ready yet? No, I'm ready yet. I got I to say, though, in the uh, to take a page out of Raymond Santiago's book, Zoom seems much easier to use than the whole Microsoft Office deal. The Teams? Whatever we're trying to use, because it doesn't seem like that works all the time. Uh, Neil from Manhattan, based off of your, your talking about sales opportunities, he said, how about this for a segment and sponsor suggestion? Weekly Nuggets. Once a week, you pick the name of one of the four horsemen right out of a hat, and that person is obligated to share a juicy nugget with everyone. Let's call it Breakfast Nuggets, sponsored by fill-in-the-blank breakfast place. Yeah, but you would have breakfast nuggets. What? Wait, there's breakfast nuggets. No, there's no breakfast nuggets. No? Like, there's no place to go for breakfast nuggets. I think Jimmy Dean's has breakfast nuggets. They got breakfast nuggets? I think so. Chicken nuggets? <laughs> I think they I think they have a breakfast nugget, yeah. I mean, I guess Chick-fil-A puts the little nuggets in the, the, the yeah. sandwiches. I like it. I love I don't know. Uh, there's no chance it gets sponsored. I mean, come on. Let's call this what it is. But I would love the idea. That, w- that really would be nice, wouldn't it? Especially if we slam that box with Ray's name. Uh, now, now, Sal in Brooklyn has an issue with us. I, I, I don't. It's not roasting anymore. But Sal, what, what's your problem with with Rick and I right now? No, it's not. It's a problem with the crew. You, you, you're picking on my man Ray back there. Not that he's my man. I know him, but we, we, we make fun of people or we tell people not to count the money in an athlete's pocket. But here's my man Ray, two jobs, busting his butt, brings in coffee from the DR. And all you guys want to do is no nuggets. The guy don't want to give you his business. Leave him alone at that. When he's ready to divulge anything to you, he'll give you something. But to sit here and grovel and beg and give me a nugget, leave the guy alone. When he's ready, he's ready. He's, well, he's not going to be ready, Sal. Sal, he's, ne- he's, nev- he's if, never going to be ready. He doesn't ready, want to share anything. He's like a stop, closed book. Stop begging. Leave him alone. When you stop begging, maybe he'll give you something. The more you ask the bigger that wall becomes. He's going to be like the Great Wall of China. You leave it alone, something's going to pop off. Trust me. Just leave yeah. my man alone. That's Look it with that. me, man. You guys are good, though, man. I love the show. Thank Maybe you. we lull him to sleep. Is That's what Sal said. We lull him to sleep a little bit. And, and then he'll just start giving us nuggets? Yeah, he'll get a false sense of security. Then we'll ask a question. He won't even realize he's divulging nuggets. That would be nice. Um, Jordan and I are going to join us in about five minutes from right now. And, you know, the topic everyone wants to talk about, the two things with the Giants are what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley and what's going to happen with Daniel Jones? Do they, do they wind up taking a quarterback? Uh, well, I think that actually I actually I also think the other thing is, I mean, do they go do they go wide receiver or offensive lineman with the six pick? You mean if they don't take the quarterback, if they don't take the quarterback. See, the Joe Alt is so enticing to me. Very enticing. Because I just think you, you're going to put him at right tackle. You move Neil into right guard. You have your left tackle. You have your center. Now, all of a sudden, it starts to maybe, you know, become a little bit better. But listening to Mel yesterday discuss how there's three receivers here who he has ultimate confidence in five years. You'll look at and say, these are star players. I mean, I'm kind of drawn in that direction as well. Right, but this is also supposed to be a deep wide receiver draft. But you're right. I mean, you, know, you throw Bowers in that mix, too. I mean, listen, it's a good spot to be in. Not a great spot if you want a quarterback, but as far as the receivers are concerned. Right. I mean, if if you don't, if the Giants, and I don't think this is the case, if they don't want a quarterback, this is the dream scenario. Because you're probably going to have three quarterbacks go, and then you're probably going to have Harrison, I don't neighbors, know, neighbors, and then you can either get, you know, the best offensive lineman, or you can get the other supposedly great receiver down the stretch. 
Yep. So, but if you want the quarterback, you're not in a great spot. No, unless, I mean, unless there's any chance that one of these teams, either New England trades out or... But, sounds but like if, Chicago, it sounds like Chicago's trading Justin Fields to Atlanta. I saw the odds. I forget what the sports book was. The odds are like I think minus, they took him off, didn't they? Uh, maybe point? so. I, the last I saw it was like Atlanta's minus 450 to land Justin Fields. Yeah, it sounds like that. it's almost a done deal. So, Which means it's, it's absolutely going to happen. But as far as Saquon with the Giants, I mean, that's, that's a huge topic. And, of course, Jordan is in Indianapolis right now, so he's, he's you know, pounding the pavement finding out the information for us. He better be pounding the pavement. Why else would we send him down there? He's, I want him at, at St. Elmo's. I want him all over the place. I guarantee you. I, he's a foodie. I guarantee you he's been to St. Elmo's since he's been there. I, I have to. That's what everyone talks about in Indy is St. Elmo's. Well, they have this super large shrimp, and they're supposed to be unbelievable. There's a place in Toronto, I'm telling you, that have the best. Like, it's like they're like lobster tails, these shrimp cocktails. Really? Oh, are you a huge fan of the shrimp cocktail? I love it. But if I told you shrimp cocktail, no lemon, no cocktail sauce, would you be the same level of fan? Ooh. Not the same level, though. Right. I even like when they give you the extra the horseradish on the side. That can oh, add that to is the delicious. Sauce. Clean out the, the nasal passages a little oh, bit. So good. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be talking to Jordan Renan in a moment. He's in Indianapolis. The big restaurant in Indianapolis is St. Elmo's. And he plays the theme from St. Elmo's oh, Fire. St. Elmo's Fire, yep. I mean, Raymond, you really are. Raymond, I'm willing to say this, Raymond, because I love you so much. If you keeping all your nuggets inside in this big this big wall up allows you to function at this kind of level at your job, then I'm okay with it. I'm not. Well, so you'd I'm, rather I just suck at my job if I just gave no, you no, no. I, I'd ra- I'd rather you you are great at your job and give us little little pieces, little nuggets as well. We'd like both, but if I have to settle for one, I'll settle for greatness. Oh, and you are great at your job. And and don't forget this next time. You're like, oh, you're so mean to me. Great at your job. How do you like that? That's- Remember that the next time somebody wants me fired. Uh, I feel like this happens once a year. Oh, we stood by you, though. There was no way you were going. No, we wouldn't. We'd, I go before you go. You go, I go. That's right. We all go. RJ, you out too? Raymond goes? Sure, I'll, I, you know, need to figure something out. But yeah, sure. All right, we all go. You want to get rid of Raymond? You get rid of all of us. All of us. The four musketeers is what we are. All right, here we go. Let's bring him in. Everyone's favorite, live from Indianapolis, the great Jordan Renan. Hello, Jordan. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Um, we got we got to find out what's going on with you on your end of things here with the New York Football Giants. Um, give us the latest on Saquon. He, is is there a chance he's going to be tagged and? Give us your best guess of what's going to happen here. Outside chance, but I'd be very surprised. My, he's likely going to hit the market. And talking to people here in Indianapolis, most people think like if he gets like ten million a year, kind of going to be fortunate. So, you know, eight to ten million is what a lot of people said to me. I got a rare person. I mean, a GM told me eight million dollars. So I was like, well, you know, if, if it's that price. I for sure see a scenario where he can end up back in the Giants, right? And they say, well, that's a price we're willing to pay. It's not 12, right? Which is what the tag is. So uh, the scenario that he comes back, I still think is on the table. 
Jordan, how much has the bigger bump with the salary cap affected how Joe Shane's kind of approaching this thing? You know, it's funny because when you talk to agents, they're like, that's what they do here. They have meetings with teams on free agents. And teams still are like, yeah, man, we're strapped against the cap. There's no money. Like, that's how teams operate. <laughs> I don't really think that much that much changes. You know, these are billionaire owners, and uh, somehow uh, they're always tight, and there's always, the money's always hard to come by. And I don't think the prices have really changed that much on anything, and I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to see that increase or um, Xavier McKinney's number is going to go up considerably because of the salary cap. So I don't think it's anything that as a fan you would look at and, and say, okay, this is going to change the situation completely. Right. So Jordan Renan with us here, 9870 ESPN. The two big stories are Saquon and what do the Giants do at quarterback? What are you hearing? Are you hearing more they'll do what it takes to get the quarterback or are you hearing more they're going to build around Daniel Jones and he's going to be the quarterback? No, I think they're, going to, they're doing everything possible to see if they can get a quarterback here. Now, here's the question, Dave. What's really on the table, though? Because you talk to people here, and it seems like Caleb Williams is going to go one to the Bears. But most, most people I talk to, pretty much everybody here, does think that the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. We know the commanders need a quarterback, right? They're not trading. So if those two spots aren't available, so then maybe only – the number three spot is available and we know the Patriots need a quarterback. So it gets the only scenario where that's even possible to move up. Like, yeah, the giants maybe could want to be aggressive, but what if that's, it's possible that that trade isn't out there, right? It's going to be out of the giant hands. That's kind of seems what, what it's going to be. Unless the Patriots at three, you know, the, the third guy is the guy that they don't really like. And they're like, okay, we'll admit, we'll, now we're willing to trade it. If that scenario doesn't exist, I don't think that trade is even possible for them. I think they want to be as aggressive as they want. But if those teams above them aren't willing to uh, make a move, right, then how can anything happen? Well, it can. It can. You mean, I mean, it just might be one of those spots where it's just one, two, three, go quarterbacks, and then maybe, I guess. So how, how – you wouldn't know this yet, but, I mean, from what, all the people that you've talked to, um, J.J. McCarthy seems like the name that's flying up the board. I mean, we had Mel on – yeah. Field Yates, they have him at 12. I know Giants are picking at 6, but is is that someone potentially that you think Brian Dable and Joe Shane could end up falling in love with or no? Yeah, I think that's one you definitely have to keep an eye on because he's the one that you can look at and make the projection, right? Because it is a total projection of him. It's like, all right, what can he do if we give him uh, more freedom? If we can, if they can open things up and say, all right, he could turn into something that we didn't see in college, right? So I think that that opportunity exists there, and he's the guy that you're really mixed up on. I also, I don't know, Michael Penix is the guy that I'm I, I'm going to keep my eye on. I don't think the Giants, when you're talking about quarterback, it necessarily has to be a move up, you know, into the top five. I think a move back into the first round with their two second-round picks is something that we, especially like I said before, so if a scenario doesn't exist to get one of those, top three guys, right? If it's just impossible, what's the next best bet? And for them, then the move there might be to move back into the back end of the first round and then get one of the, the you know, whichever of these second tier guys, they like best, best. And uh, I've heard some positive things about Michael Penix so far here. So are you convinced that Daniel Jones will not be a, the Giants quarterback in two years? 
Uh, yeah, I think if I had a bet on it, I probably would bet against it. So, you know, I've heard Joe Shane say publicly, he's had three injuries in the last three years. I, you know, do you think that sounds like a guy who's willing to bet and risk his future on Daniel Jones? No. I don't. Yeah. Why would you? If you're going to say that publicly, hey, he's had three, three major injuries in three years. Okay. So you're going to risk your, your professional future, your career on that? I don't think so. No, I'd have a hard time with that, too, not, not having the ability to get my own guy and losing my job. Uh, Jordan, so sitting at six, say the top three go, you don't fall in love with J.J. McCarthy, more likely to trade back up into the first round and taking somebody. What do they do at six? A wide receiver, offensive lineman, what are you hearing? Yeah, wide receiver's the one that just makes total sense. People love these guys. Neighbor and neighbors in Odunze and the neighbors is um, the guy from LSU, Odunze from Washington. Uh, people just love those guys. Uh, they think they're top, top talents. And the, the Giants, we know, in the worst way, need to support their quarterback, whether it's Daniel Jones or someone else. And, you know, these guys, I think uh, someone told me about neighbors. He's, just, he, he's like a touchdown just waiting to happen. Like every time he gets the ball, it's going to be yards, at, you know, for make the first guy miss. Uh, so I, I really do think that that just makes so much sense. And, that's probably be, probably would be the way that the Giants went. And then looking to supplement, I mean, the number one thing when teams have been meeting with the Giants and free agents, it's like, yeah, obviously they're looking for offensive linemen. And they're going to, you know, depth by numbers for sure seems to be like uh, the plan there. Jordan Renan with us here, 9870 ESPN. He's live in Indianapolis. Um, week one, and I know it's a, a ways away, week one is your starting right guard, Evan Neal. Do you think they try to replace him at right tackle and bring somebody else in this offseason? Yes. Evan Neal is the right tackle until they find the right tackle. I think I, I feel that way. Like, you can't go into the season definitively saying he's my right tackle. I'm going to start with him. I don't even have a guy who I think is a starting caliber guy alongside him. So I do think eventually they will sign or draft somebody and, uh, They'll have a chance to be the starting right tackle, and they'll be trying Evan Neal at guard at some point. Jordan, I don't want to use the word collusion, but maybe you can call it collusion. With going back to the Saquon Barkley thing and all these, you know, all these really good running backs hitting the market at the same time, is this kind of like the owners just you know letting the running back position know? Because you already had the Zoom with the running backs and everything else. Yeah, yeah, you go, you, you mm-hmm. go see what your your true value is in the open market. No, I just think it's the state of the position. Nobody wants to pay it. Yeah, just because it's not a good investment. I think that's that's more what it is than anything else. It's not like a statement or anything. I think it's more the general, general manager. I think if, if you said to John Mara, I think you, if you sat down with John Mara and Joe Shane, I think John Mara would want Saquon Barkley more, but Joe Shane's looking at it from a roster construction viewpoint and like, wait, why would I want to put $12 million on a running back when, you know, 900 yards in our offense last year? And, you know, how does that make sense? And I think we're going to see when he hits the open market that, it's going to be tough for these guys to get money. The feeling is that at some point, one of these running backs is going to be like a music, you know, game of musical chairs. And at least one or two of these guys are just going to be stuck and like, man, you know, I can't, I can't, where's, where's the money out here? And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be sick on the team you hear most of Saquon, by the way. Houston. Is, that's going to make a run at him. Yep, the Houston Texans. Uh, Jordan, obviously free agency starts in, in under two weeks. 
tell us positions you think the Giants go after. And if you if you have names, we would certainly take that as well. Yeah, it seems like uh, we're like you mentioned offensive line. They're gonna they're gonna pound that off the offensive line there and just add as many pieces as they can. I wouldn't expect uh, they may be shopping at the top, but strength by numbers kind of approach there. And then edge rusher, Dave. Pair somebody with Kayvon Thibodeau. I know they talked about Daniel Hunter, you know, from the Minnesota Vikings. Now I don't think they're ultimately gonna get to that range because and guys like Brian Burns from Carolina and uh who else is the other guy? Oh Josh Allen from Jacksonville likely get franchise tag. Daniel Hunter's gonna be like the top of the free agent list. So maybe moving down that list a little more. And I know people want to know about Bryce Huff. I think that's a name definitely to keep an eye on. Like that that's what they're kinda of looking for, that range of a guy to add to the defense to play alongside Kayvon Thibodeau and then hoping obviously Ezio Jolari provide something in a contract year as well. Jordan, is there a real hope that the now it sucks the wink is gone, but who they brought in is gonna have a, a real positive impact on Kayvon Thibodeau? Yeah, but more they're they're gonna focus on having him rush up field more. And I think it's going to have a benefit and a, a, a positive effect on the defense. Uh, but I mean, Kevin Thibodeau was a pretty good player under Wink Martindale. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be a superstar. You know, he's, he's a quality player. He's just a good player. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be a superstar because they're changing defenses here. I think the the overall impact will probably be minimal. But he's just going to be. I mean, we've seen it so far. He's he's a good he's a good player in this league, the guy who can get double-digit sacks. So I think that's what we're going to see in this defense, just like we saw last year. Uh, all right, well, last one from me, Xavier McKinney. Is he uh, franchised? Is he back Is he back with this team next season? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I don't know if we have an answer for that. I know that uh, his reputa- representation is going to meet with the Giants today, so that's a big day. I think the franchise, uh, sorry, the, the transition tag, as we kind of just floated out there, is at least an option. But Xavier McKinney's going to make a lot of money. The question is, do the Giants really want to um, invest that in the safety and him personally, right? There's been some things with him in the past. There's been some incidents here. Obviously, his butting heads with Wink. There's been uh, the ATV accident. Like, do you really want to invest that much money in him? But in the end, he's 24 years old. He's a quality player. This roster is not in position to let quality players, you know, at 24 years old, just walk. So in the end, I think, uh, and that's why the transition tag is a possibility. Okay, let's see what the market is, and we'll bring this guy back. But let's let's kind of uh, suppress the market a little bit on that and say, oh, we don't really want to pay 18 million dollars for this guy. Like we, we don't. That, that, that seems a little much. But uh, if he's transition tag him or even just let him hit the market uh if the number is reasonable you know 14 15 16 million i i kind of expect the giants to say you know we can't let this guy go he's a quality player jordan last one for me a uh, couple couple personal questions have you been to st elmo's yet and you, you sound a little you sound a little stuffed up are you sick yeah i was thinking the same thing are you is it indianapolis is is just winning or are you actually have a legitimate cold no, so, okay, I, some people train for the combine by going into the gym. I trained for the combine by going to Cabo, okay? And so, last week, last week I'm in Cabo, 
and I got this head cold, and I've just been unable to completely shake it. And then last night was a t- was a rough night out, so I don't think I don't think that helped this morning. Wow. Well, you got to think too, though. That can like with the size of your nose, all that congestion oh. trying to get it out of it. Oh. Jordan, I'm so I'm so, I'm so sorry. Not rockets coming out of there this morning, oh. Rick. I'm I'm so sorry, Jordan. I mean, no no one no one should have to endure it. You have to endure with him. I love you, Jordan. I love he you. He set that up well, though. I will give I will give you credit. Yeah, he, he set he that did. up well. Like, you, you, Jordan, did you hear? You start with the head cold. The head cold. You knew that was. You knew yeah, he was going down that road. Did you hear his? Uh, Jordan, did you hear his wife's a floozy though? Oh God! <laughs> he called my wife a floozy. Oh, yeah, Jordan. his wife's a floozy. Really? I, yeah. I shared, I shared intimate details of that's our a, first that's date. That's a strong statement. They did. What are you going to do to him, Rick? You can't say that about your wife. No, he's doubled down. He's called he, he called my wife a floozy. He called my father in law a fan a, a fan floozy. The guys he, he called some guys today today's girlfriend a floozy. That's he's right. On a, he's on a running a muck. His father in law grew up a Yankees fan and now roots for the Tampa Bay Rays. Jordan. Yeah, that's not that's not legit. Makes yeah. the Tampa for like forty years. Uh, sorry, but he's a fan. The name calling, Dave. The name, the name calling is a, is a little much. You know, I can be immature by nature. I'm sorry. You think? I think, Jordan. We got to go. Feel better. Yeah, we miss you, Jordan. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a sauna today. Yeah, yeah. you should do something. I can't. But the, the amount of that's like takes stuffy to the, the whole new level to stuff that thing up. Oh God. Well, <laughs> that, bye, Jordan. <laughs> Goodbye. You have to be so mean. Hey, he's keeping, I mean, he's keeping tissue companies in business right now. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.